In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of ministry for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, as we begin today, would you listen with me, please, to the Word of God? Jesus said it to each and all of us. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. A few weeks ago, we had the privilege of hearing about Jill's house, a a respite care facility for children with intellectual disabilities. Dana Heck, who oversees family services, showed us what a special place Jill's house is and why it gives parents peace of mind when they entrust their young ones to this wonderful place for the day or the weekend. Well, today we're going to hear the story of Jill and how the vision of Jill's house became a reality that gives rest for so many families, too, so many families. And how this life-giving ministry has now grown to offer programs in four states. And folks, you know it, of course. Here to get us started to introduce our guest for the day is my good friend, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bales, Senior Pastor of, excuse me, Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Hey, buddy, good to see you, man. God bless you, man. You know, I'm going to bust your chops a little bit straight out today. I just thought we renamed Christian Fellowship Church to Excuse Me Church. And I thought that'd be an interesting <laughs> name. It probably uh, marketed that really, really, really well. But it well, you know, time. hey, man, come on, man. We got to give some excuse for you sometime. That is right. Long time listeners <laughs> of the on. show know that we're passionate about our friendship, but we're more passionate about talking about how the gospel makes a way. That's Amen. the tagline for the show. Amen. Amen. And we over and over talk about this idea that gospel oriented living isn't just a truth we intellectually assent to in our head, but it's something that motivates us to live it out. And I really enjoyed our conversation a couple weeks ago back with Dana. And every once in a while, we have an opportunity to go a little bit farther into a story. You know, Dennis, I think all of us have have heard about a story or before, and we thought, man, I would love to know more about that. And and this is what we have today as we get a little bit of the story of Jill's house. And so I do encourage you, if you didn't have a moment to hear what Dana spoke about a couple of weeks ago, go back to goodnewsforthecity.com, hit our podcast up and hear it that way. Uh, But don't do it right now. Right now, stay here because uh, we have the privilege of having in studio with us, Brenda Solomon, the co-founder of Jill's House. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She is, as she described herself, a mother to three grown boys uh, and one girl, Jill. She is now has eight grandchildren. She, as I said, is a co-founder of Jill's House, and she is married and the wife to Lon Solomon. Many of you will know that name from WAVA and, of course, all around the DMV area. He is a senior pastor emeritus of McLean Bible Church, where Brenda and he served together for 38 years years. Brian, so, Brian, I'm only one grandbaby behind Brenda. I got seven. Man. So, well, hey. you need to get, you need to get working. So, uh, you need to get working. I will tell those children. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, Brenda, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for being willing to not just share a story that we're going to hear, but share your life with so many people yes, who yes. understand the challenges unique to raising a child uh, who has a different set of challenges. You know, every parent, as we all know, have some challenges, but it, there's something about it, I think, at least in my own life, when I meet another parent or set of parents that has a child that is a lot like my child, and they resonate immediately with the challenges that I might have or the, or the wins and the excitement that my wife, Kathy, and I might have. And I think it's, especially as we heard earlier from Dana on the show, how important it is to have people in your life uh, that know what it's like to go through the unique challenges and opportunities and blessings that Jill's house speaks to. And uh, so thank you for, for being a person who's sharing your story today. And I look forward to what we have together to talk about here in a couple minutes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What an yeah. opportunity to share this. So Yeah. Well, you know, it's called Jill's house. And I think anyone mm -hmm. who's heard it, you, know, you have a natural question. Who's Jill? Uh, who's Jill? And so <laughs> let, let's ask that question straight out. Obviously, we just mentioned in the bio that you, she is your daughter, uh, one of the four children that God has blessed you with. Tell us a little bit about Jill's story for people who may not know. Well, Jill was born in 1992. We were, we had three boys. Well, we have three boys. They were 14, 11, and seven. We were very involved parents in sports and church and school activities. And I loved every minute of it. Every minute of it. I was so blessed that God would choose me to be his boy's mother. And, uh, but boom, surprise, I was almost turning 40. And uh, I got pregnant. It was a little girl. And oh, we were elated. If we're going to have a baby, let it be a girl after mm. three boys. Everything was pink. I dreamed of sleepovers <laughs> and oh my goodness, giggly girls and shopping trips with my daughter. But you know, so many times we have these dreams, but they're not what God has for us. He's so far ahead of us. And yes. Some of the best lessons, though, are the painful ones. Mm. And that's the story of Jill. She started having seizures at three and a half year, uh, months old. And um, again, this is our fourth child. I didn't worry about it. I just thought, give her a pill. We'll go to a neurologist. We'll stop these seizures. But they grew and they grew and they were de debilitating. And our whole world turned upside down with our boys. There was no more going to their baseball games football games. Our life was in crisis mode 24-7. And this went on for years. And uh, I knew it didn't take a rocket scientist to know if we didn't stop these seizures mentally, she was going to be severely disabled. And um, so we tried every medicine known to man. Nobody could diagnose what she had. We had the best doctors possible, Johns Hopkins, Children's Medical Center in Washington, but no one could stop these seizures. No one could diagnose what she had. And, oh, I can't even tell you how upside down our family came. You know, yeah. I thought I would never smile again. Lon said it was like uh, happiness was just sucked out of our family. Mm. And our boys were just disheveled. They didn't see their parents at the games, but we were fighting for Jill's life. And we had, we had no light at the end of the tunnel. We couldn't see this was ever going to end. And um, I don't want to go on and on about it, but at two and a half, 
I had this God moment. It was devastation, total. I finally said, I cried in a bucket of tears on the floor with Jill and her seizures. And I said, Lord, I have nothing else to give. I have nothing physically, emotionally, spiritually. I don't know what to do. I'm going down a dark hole. Yeah. You please step in and do something. Please use her life in a mighty way. She's yours. I give her to you. Just use her life. Don't waste this pain. And that's when things started happening. And that's a powerful prayer. I think that anyone who has children has had a moment, maybe not with seizures, maybe not with the medical issues, but they have Mm -hmm. had moments where it is really, really clear that they have reached the end of themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And it's in those moments where we reach the end of ourselves that many, many times we become much more aware of a truth that was true, whether we were aware of it or not, our need for God. You know, uh, we have this temptation, I think many times when things are going in a way that we think we can handle it, we don't live from what God offers nearly as much, even though we need it just as much. And so, you know, this moment that you just described in that prayer, this reaching out, how did God then answer your prayers in that moment? Prayers for rest, prayers for, for insight, rejuvenation. Well, I had no idea how God was going to answer, but I knew if he didn't step in and do something we were in trouble as a family. And later that day, some lady called me. It was the most miraculous thing that has ever happened to me in my life. I don't know this lady. I don't know how she got my number, but she told me God told her to call me. Mm -hmm. That woman stepped into our life. I knew right away. I cried with her on the phone for two and a half hours. And and I got off the phone and I thought, "Uh oh, what did I just do? I don't even know this lady. But she wanted to come over. She wanted to meet Jill. She wanted to meet me. And she came in our home and she said, I don't know what God wants me to do, but let me go home, pray about it. And she just came into our lives, hook, line and sinker. We gave her a prayer letter once a month of all the needs we had. And there was a group of people that surrounded us. I don't know who they are to this day, who they were. That was a time in their life. And they kept it anonymous. And um, Jill didn't get better. Jill got worse. But she stepped in and provided respite for us. Mm -hmm. So we could get occasional sleep. We could go to occasional game with our boys. We could make better medical decisions for Jill. When you're exhausted, we weren't sleeping through the night at all. We were watching her 24-7. And we had no one else but us. And so I knew God was up to something. I did. I knew he was. And um, this lady uh, allowed me to come and cry with her, pray with her. And she said, Brenda, I want to tell you, God has been using Jill's life from the minute she took her first breath. Mm. And I'm telling you, not like you think, but greater than you can ever imagine. And she kept telling me that over and over again. Yeah. It's such a great reminder of Ephesians chapter three, right? Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. One translation of the New Testament, Ephesians three says, then that's how God works. You know, he can do those things. Is, is it from this moment? And I remember talking to Dana a couple of weeks ago, and I don't want to misremember this moment, that from this help and this respite that you were given, is that where eventually the idea and the spark came for Jill's house? Exactly. Totally. It changed our life. You know, once you get sleep, you can face a lot of things mm-hmm. just to get rest. And I told Lon, I said, I know you're in busy growing a big church and everything and everything's going at a fast pace, but I know what God's calling me to do. I don't know how we're going to do it, 
but we've got to help other families. How are they making it long? Mm -hmm. And he's, we began to realize they weren't making it. Divorce rates are high. Suicide rates are high. Depression is high. I mean, we began to be educated and our dear sweet Jill was teaching us all of this. Mm. I think you've just answered one of the things I was going to ask you is like, going through any sort of raising children by definition with less than normal complications is challenging. It's stressful. You see a lot happen in families and marriages in that time. Now you add medical issues and you add lack of sleep and you add so many other things um, that are privileged to serve your child, but it makes it difficult. It makes it hard. Uh, This can't be by nature more healthy for a marriage in that way. And so, no, you know, what is it, I mean, for people who maybe haven't heard Dana speak or maybe don't quite get, paint a, a quick picture of what it takes to, to care for a child like Jill or similar to Jill or Jill, you know, day in and day out in sort of a 24-7 capacity without any sort of respite. Well, um, Jill was just, we just didn't know anything. I didn't know what seizures were going to do in our life, where we had this fear where the seizures got more and more, the ramifications were severe. I didn't understand the helplessness these families are facing when they, you know, they realize their brain, the brain of their child is going to be affected forever if they don't Mm. stop this and they don't know where to get help. I didn't understand the burden of guilt these parents face with their other children. They can't spend time with their other children. You know, I had a prayer. I used to pray, Lord, help my boys grow up not to be mad at you. Help them not to be mad at Jill. I mean, help them to love Jill. You know, and then you try to shield your children. And I will say my boys are wonderful boys. They love the Lord. They love Jill. And it, it was a real answer to prayer. But I knew I would spend the rest of my life trying to provide respite for these families. I didn't know how they were making it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. I was the most unlikely person for God to lay this burden on the most unlikely Mm -hmm. person. You know, we've said this on the show. It's not a new statement. If you've been around uh, churches for any amount of time, you've probably heard something like this. Um, God equips those who he calls. Uh, and uh, many times he lays the burden. If you look certainly as disciples and so many people throughout scripture, there is nothing by nature about them that we would say, this makes them ready for this, other than the fact that Jesus said, follow me. And they mm-hmm. did. And the call that mm-hmm. he put on your life obviously led to Jill's house. And And how is Jill's house, once it opened, and now over the last many years it's been around, how has it grown in these years? Oh my goodness. Well, can I just say, people look at Jill's house today and think this just happened. We just clicked our fingers and this happened. It was a long journey. It was incorporated in 2003. It didn't open the doors in 2010. And we had to trust God to get us through the county. We had to trust God for money and land Mm -hmm. and, you know, but it has continued to grow. You know, like, it's like, once you take that one step with God, he does exceedingly abundantly about what we could ask or think. And I hear the stories, Joel Dillon, who's the president and CEO of Jill's house, sends me stories about the parents, how the feedback, they're just amazing, amazing in ways I never realized God would use Jill's house. But just for these families to get a break, one woman, she did, scheduled her chemo appointments. Another mm-hmm. said we hadn't been out on a date, the husband and wife for 12 or 13 years, and they had their first date out in 12 or 13 years. You know, these little things we take for granted, 
or took for granted, I took for granted. Um, it's a big deal for these families yeah. to get to do so. And so certainly God's hand has been through this process. I love how you reminded so many of us. Oftentimes we are, we come in at a place in the process and make a whole lot of assumptions about uh, how it got there and miss how much work and how much God's sovereignty and hand uh, was in the process of bringing about a building and expanding and, and using that. So it's just, I love that reminder. Thanks for doing that. I know that probably wasn't your intention, but I, it was just a, a good resonation for me. And I hope it was for our listeners as well. Again, you can go to jillshouse.org to find out more about this. And we've been talking in the context of the show as we do about the gospel and why it matters. And it, certainly when we talk about the gospel, we're talking about what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. But Jill's house isn't just for people who have made that decision yet. Obviously, it's a testimony mm -hmm. to Jesus. But talk about how it works and connects with people who may be still on the journey of discovering who Jesus is. Well, it's a beautiful picture of God's love for us, God's unconditional love, his love for these children. We are, these children are fearfully and wonderfully made. And to be able to tell these parents who maybe have never heard, we have every religion. We have Muslims. We have Jewish people. We have Christians. We have atheists. We have whatever, the gamut. But it's all because we tell them Jesus loves these children. Mm -hmm. They are near and dear to the heart of God. And that's why we do what we do. And um, we have retreats for parents. We have single parent retreats, the moms or the dads separately. We Bible studies. And this is a whole new world. We're touching every aspect of their life. And that I did it for respite and to let them know about Jesus. But I had no idea what all that would entail. Yeah. Retreats and weekend um, adventure camps and all those things. Yeah, when I was listening to Dana the other week, uh, Dennis, I think you and I decided we we might want to go and be there for a weekend, as exciting <laughs> as the things that you do. She talked yes. about facilities, a rock climbing wall and a pool and and retreats and things. It, 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 it has to be amazing, I think, for people who may not have a relationship with Jesus yet to walk into a place that clearly understands who Jesus is and why he's there to say there are no strings attached to this love. There's no strings attached to this. You don't have to do this, be this or this for us to love you and to love your child. How have you seen that make a difference in people's lives who may have come in or been engaged with Jill's house? And I'll use this term where their shields up a little bit like this has to be too good to be true. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But I, we've heard over and over as soon as they walk in the door. Now, take it. Parents love their children just as much as they love their healthy child. They're very protective. Who's going to know the, who's going to know how to care for these children. They see these care, child care specialists, how much they love these children. They're taken back. Mm -hmm. They can't believe um, the things um, the staff does. We have the most amazing staff. They remember these people at Christmas. They go visit them in house care. They want to know the whole family and how we can help you know, help these families. Um, God has just blessed it. But, you know, we need volunteers. Mm. That's the only way this works. And so if you want to come to an adventure camp, come on, Brian, come on, yeah. Dennis, we need you. <laughs> well, that's, you know, we're going to get to that in just a couple moments about how people can very specifically, again, get involved with mm -hmm. Jill's house. And certainly the stuff is on the website at jillshouse.org, but I'd love to hear from you specifically. But one of the things that we love to do about the show is we love to encourage people. So mm -hmm. how would you encourage a parent right now 
who may be listening right now on the radio or have gotten this handed them uh, via podcast as someone says, hey, I know you're going through this challenging moment. Please listen to this. How would you encourage someone who feel like they're at that place where we'll use the term at the end of themselves like you were? Mm -hmm. What would you want to say to them? First of all, I'd say don't live in isolation. Go contact places, get um, like jillshouse.org. Go get involved in a church that is sees these children as gifts from God, these children with disabilities as a gift from God. Um, but don't live in isolation. It's so easy to do that. And one verse that God gave me before Jill was even born, I had no idea, but it was Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you, that's my life verse. I cling to it still to this day, because we are still getting up in the middle of the night bill at 29 years old. And some days I just like, oh, but God is the one who will give us strength to go on. But don't live in isolation. Cry out for help. Go get somebody to help you. You're not meant to walk in this alone. So that's, that's such a vivid reminder. Anytime God says something in scripture, like fear not, it's, it's this admission that there are things around us happening in life that could lead us to live from fear. So instead of looking at those things, looking at the God of the universe who loves us enough to send Jesus to die for us. And if he sent Jesus enough to die for us, even in the midst of our deepest, darkest moments, he will never let us go. He doesn't mm -hmm. give up on us in those. And that's such a great reminder of the truth and the power of the gospel. Now, I want to go back to what we just said a couple of minutes ago. Um, how can people get involved at the mission of Jill's House? Certainly go to jillshouse.org. What else could they do? They could pray for Jill's House. They could mm -hmm. volunteer. Um, go to jillshouse.org and just look, read the stories. If you want to hear touching stories, go there and read those stories of parents and how much Jill's House has blessed their lives. Um, that's what I would say. And you know what else I would say on a very practical level? If you know somebody with disability, a child with a disability, reach out and help that family. Mm -hmm. If it's a neighbor and you think of the siblings, reach out and help those siblings of that family and say, come to McDonald's with us or come wherever, do something right. fun for them. Just practical, just loving on them. So. And thank you for those very practical things. And I think a lot of people just think, oh, maybe one of the ways of helping is helping some of the other people in the family unit during those times. So, yes. uh, Brenda, just thank you so much for taking time and to join us here on the show. Uh, I know that uh, there are shows, Dennis, we've talked about this before, that when we get done, we feel just really uplifted. Not that we don't normally feel uplifted, but even more so. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those for me. Uh, and so just thank you for your heart. Thank you for service. Thank you for what they're doing for Jill's house. And Dennis, all of us need to be reminded uh, about what it means to serve and whether it's a Jill's house or whether it's some other way, uh, but to serve and to love in the way like Jesus does for us. Mm. Amen. Amen. I got to tell you, Brenda, that I was, um, I was uh, more than quiet today because especially at the beginning, I almost cried out loud and I didn't want to be silly. <laughs> and some of this is, um, some of this is pretty personal because we have a good friend. Um, we have a good friend whose name is Lee White um, mm -hmm. and Lee's son, Nick, um, went and I guess goes still to Jill's house. Oh. And it was just a, it was just a man. And I think Lee was where you were. And, and this has just lifted him. As a matter of fact, Dana told me, and I remember this now because I think Lee sent me a link or sent me a video or something. Lee was a speaker at one of your events 
um, mm-hmm. that he was picked to do that. And so um, I was very careful not to not to interject much today because I would have blurred all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love to hear that. I love to hear stories like that. Uh, so, folks, my goodness, if you weren't moved today, well, you probably can't be moved. That's all I can say to you. Please go to jillshouse.org. Hey, volunteer, pray, give money, what, give your resources, whatever you got. God wants you to help in this amazing ministry. Jillshouse.org. Jillshouse.org. Um, again, you can, you can always go back and listen to this again at goodnewsforthecity.com. You can always call me at the radio station, 703-807-2266. And we just want to remind you always, as Brian and I always do, just remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.